Your players race up to the giant guard. He raises his axe, ready to slaughter them. Suddenly, the paladin steps forward and declares, You sexy bastard, I love you. Marry me. They roll a seduction check and score a natural 20. The giant rolls a resist and fails. Does the giant fall in love with the paladin and forget his duties? Is this love at first roll? No! 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 And here is why. Oh, we love our dice. Yes, we do. Now, if you want to support this channel, there's a link down below for our affiliate link for Easy Roller Dice. They're the sponsors for today's episode, and they are quite simply the best. I, 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 they really are. Now, more about some super cool dice at the end of the video. Having said that, though, I do sometimes hate dice. I really do. I really do. Anyway, hello and welcome to today's video. My name is Guy and we're talking about why those dice sometimes betray the game that they're designed to support. They do, really do, really, really do. Okay, so, so, so here's the scenario. Our bard is tasked with getting information from a prince. Instead of the player asking the prince information, the bard makes a charm check. He rolls and gets a critical success. His intent was to befriend the prince, or seduce the prince, or convince the prince that he's loyal. Basically, he was just trying to get the information out of the prince. Now, the critical success is taken, and it is so often interpreted that the prince falls for your charm and reveals all his secrets. Blah. The bard walks away two minutes later with all of the information, and the prince never sees him again. I mean, that's, that is, that's sadly often what we do, isn't it? I mean, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? I mean, in, 30, in my 37 years of friendship making, I've only once seen one other human being and decided then and there that that person I wanted to be a friend with. And that was that was only one time. And it didn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how much physical or mental or social attraction that there might be. It's unlikely that you're going to get insta-trust in under 10 minutes. It's It's... Another way of thinking it, I'm thinking about it, is, is is you hit the warrior with your sword. You got a critical success? Great! The warrior surrenders instantly and, and he dies. He just dies. I mean, we have hit points. I believe we should have social hit points as well. Bio, Bioware does it. I mean, they, they, they do that, so we should. Now, we have three things to look at when it comes to this kind of success. Um, it, it, well, is success success, right? We have rules, we have reality, and we have fairness. From a rules perspective, the thing to bear in mind is that there are TRPGs out there that do allow for critical successes, but they also allow the player to then change the narrative dramatically based on their success. And it's oftentimes without the GM's control. So if you are playing a TRPG like that, then don't watch the rest of this video. That, it doesn't apply to you, right? We're not talking about games where the dice can change the narrative. We're talking about games where it's vague, okay? I don't particularly like games like that, though. So when the dice allow the PC to change the narrative without consulting the GM, then really there shouldn't be a GM, in my opinion. It's a different type of game. And that's fine. It's great. It's fun. Okay? So, anyway. Right. Two games that do not say a critical success allows the player to ignore the GM and make up any outcome that they want. Those kind of games. That's what we're talking about now. Even as a GM, we have to be aware that that means that we now have the burden of explaining a statistical improbability into our game. The bard who seduces and gets critical success. Should they automatically succeed? No. 
for the simple reason of reality. You can succeed at your check, but reality is a tough nut and really doesn't care. The bard might be slick, cool, and a real player. I mean, he gets his critical success. He gives a mind-blowingly good charm check. I mean, he, he, he pulls out those stops. He smiles perfectly. He knows exactly what to say. He isn't too overbearing, yet he is commanding. Is present. He's in a zone. You know, he's there. But if the prince prefers woman, or hates bards, or is just simply in a bad mood... All that happens is he, he's unaffected by the amazing bard. Uh, yeah, great. Hate bards. Off. Well, look at it from another perspective. Okay? In combat, a critical success results in more damage, not in the instant end of the combat outright. I mean, okay, yes, the damage may kill the beast, but it wasn't just a flat function of the dice being critical. It was accumulated through multiple rolls and multiple damage. Okay? So think about it like that. So what that means is that we have to be fair. Fairness is our only tool for keeping our position as GMs. What goes for one PC must go for all PCs. What works for the PCs must equally work for the NPCs. If the PCs expect to be able to instantly succeed on a critical role, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of reality, then the PCs should uh, that, sorry, then the NPCs should equally be able to do so as well. The next time you have combat, the lead NPC steps forward and declares that they're going to use diplomacy to convince the PCs to stop attacking them. They roll and get a critical success. Ha ha! The PCs must now agree to work for that NPC? I wonder if you could find players who'd agree to that. But yet, they expect to succeed on their other side. So we must be fair in our location of what a successful success actually means. Having said that, be successful at hitting the like button or that subscribe button if you agree with this video. If not, you should hit the like button and subscribe button to show your disagreement. <laughs> Natural 20. So now you have to click on the like and subscribe button. All right. Okay. Okay. Jokes aside, I am also not a, I'm also not advocating that a success is then ignored. Because otherwise, then what's the point, right? There must be a positive outcome for a success and a greatly positive one for a critical success. We as GMs are responsible for choosing that outcome. So we must make it work for the PCs. I mean, it must be useful. So if we go back to the Bard and the Prince scenario, perhaps the Prince doesn't like Bards or is happily married or is whatever, but he's impressed by the Bard's obvious skill. So instead of giving the bard his secrets, he asks the bard, can he pay the bard to woo a maiden for his friend? The bard agrees, and in the carriage ride from the tavern to the friend, the prince drops some of the information that the bard was actually looking for. The bard then goes and woos, and once he succeeds, or even if he fails, the prince confides with him, saying that he finds the bard amusing and that the bard is welcome at court anytime. He's, he's very, very welcome. Isn't that a much better critical success than just, here's information, bleh, vomit out the information. I mean, it's a side quest for the bard. It's the bard at his finest doing what the bard is meant to do. And he then walks away with information and with a friend in the prince. That's so much better. I mean, we're the ultimate creators of events and triggers within our game. We, we, we really are. We must never let a random number reduce the amount of triggers and events that we have at our disposal. A game where everyone succeeds to their desired outcome 
Well, might not as well include dice. And we like dice. A game where there is no critical success is kind of equally bland, in my opinion. I mean, who doesn't love rolling a critical success at a critical moment and just saving the day? It's like, ah, yes! Our beautiful little random number generators. They're, they're there to make our games better through fairness of randomness, through regulation of the rules, and through our interpretation as GMs. Are criticals critical in your game? Do you let the dice and the PC dominate and when they're lucky? What do you do? Let us know your thoughts down below. Until next time, let's talk about dice. I just wanted to say that when companies invest in people that have... Then there's no benefit to the company. It's, they, they just... They just are nice. You know that they're a company that's passionate about their products and believe in their products too. So Easy Roller Dice, I use their dice all the time. Easy Roller Dice have been on this channel many, many times and there's a reason for it. They make great dice and this week they sponsored the show. Um, as an example, they just sent goodie bags to some of my patrons that play in one of my games because they're like, oh, we like the game. Here, have some free stuff. I mean, these dice, these are different sets of dice. They're absolutely beautiful. Now, this week, they've launched the Color Spray Dice Collection on Kickstarter. They're, they, they, they're speckled dice. I mean, they're really cool. I don't have any in my own collection, but you know, I'm, I'm going to get some. So they come in sets of 7 or 11, um, and they've got their own unique font style, which is really, really cool. And then you can buy packs of 10, so 10D10s or 10D20s and that sort of thing. I mean, it just it suits your playing needs. Now, there are potentially 20 unique color combos to choose from if they unlock everything. So support this channel by using our Kickstarter link down below... And grab yourself some cool dice and then roll successes on every charm and seduction check. Don't, 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 don't. Anyway, they, they're really well priced and they really, really, really are pretty. I mean, like I said, I, I use these all the time. Now, I'm going to be talking about these dice in the live show on Sunday. So catch that uh, if you want to know more about stone dice. Anyway, now a big shout out, of course, to our patrons. They continue to support this channel. This month, they're getting the usual four podcasts, a newsletter, battle maps, three battle maps, and a short guide to running trading stores on the fly. Really, 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 really useful. Anyway, until next time, happy rolling.